0: Thank you for tuning into to Sogecast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Welcome to the second episode of Caregiver Diaries brought to you by Caregiver Sati. A new set of experiences shared by our Invisible Warriors. We bring to you a safe space where you can share your experiences as a caregiver. Sharing experiences have a number of positive influences on our emotional well-being and connectedness. What if caregivers who could not tell their stories wrote diaries and we could get a peek into these diaries? We bring you a series of stories from such diaries and here's one today. It's been five years since he passed. I miss him dearly today. He lived a full life and died at 89. I'd be grateful to be able to live that long with my friends and family. But Alzheimer's has made me rethink that. I remember when we'd started to suspect a problem. I still can't believe how long I was in denial for. I should have known when I found his journal where he wrote, My passport is in the third drawer of the chest. Or, the electricity bill needs to be paid. And when he started putting little post-its all over the house for these things, as he was willing himself to remember, and was preparing for when he wasn't in control, which must have been scary. That was his way of getting control, and I was in denial for a long time. I vividly recollect when we were in London visiting family, and he lost his way, and we realised okay that's a sign and so it was slowly seeping into our consciousness. We went to a neurologist for a test and dad was asked some questions. Dad didn't know he was giving wrong answers to mathematical questions and said, hey doc I love math so I can get it right anyway and he was getting it wrong. I can hear him even now telling the doctor he's fine. I really think that was the saddest moment of my life seeing my wonderful father in such a vulnerable space and emptying the depths of his mind and the depth of his being. I don't think I'll ever forget how I felt that day. And then, of course, I'm remembering the rounds of treating it all wrong. Me and mum were thrust into the role of caregiving, but no one can teach you how to do it. I was with the old dad in terms of our logical arguments, not realizing why he doesn't understand. The anger came up in us and me and mum didn't get it. It took us a long time to realise he can't help it. It was a huge journey between he can't get it to he can't help it. And that journey was fraught with a lot of ups and downs. And also a lot of compassion and care now that I look back. I can't say it was the only anger and frustration I felt because he went through so much at the time. A gallstone operation, a cancer operation, a cataract operation, a broken bone operation and with each operation, he became more vulnerable and fell deeper into his disease. But there were moments, I have to admit, each time I saw the vulnerability of my father, there was only compassion left for him. I felt very torn between looking after dad but also looking at the impact on mum. I never want to be in that position again. I was so mad at her for not understanding him, but I wasn't understanding her. She's only two years younger than him, and was also very exhausted. She felt very isolated and said no one understood how hard it was for her. And I think I cope with it by telling her there's no place for our anger. He has to live with it what he's not asked for. He can't help it. We can't treat him as a person who can give us what we want, when we want and how we want. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. I think from then on, I really just loved Dad. Even after he died, I can't explain what it was like. But I think all of our journey had prepared us for letting go and trusting that he also had a mind in there and I had a soul in there and that knew what it wants. I wish i realized much earlier on that the denial phase was a little long and sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I sat with him and said, yeah, this is called dementia. This is what will happen. What do you want from us? And to have allowed him the knowledge of it rather than having him being alone in those moments where he knew something was seeping out of him, trying to make sense of it. I don't have many regrets now. Did I honour dad? Humour dad? Yeah. Did he know that I loved him? Yes, and that's the biggest thing. I realise my dad is still in there somewhere. I lived the longest with him out of all my siblings, and I had this bond with him which is a very special one, and to me, he could do no wrong. And slowly, mum got to see things differently. I wish I could tell myself earlier to not feel selfish. Because when you have your moments of selfishness, that's to build yourself up to be the best possible carer for the other. To realize that, this is a beautiful lesson in surrendering to our own need for control. The person you're taking care of will challenge your need for control and power. That helped us understand that we had to question everything that was how we wanted life to be. And I wish I could tell myself to see the growth. The growth of opportunities for us to start to let go of our perspective of things, to step into the world of other. There's so much learning and self-development that happens. The person who needs care is teaching you all the time about your difficult parts you're stuck with that also need to be challenged. So there's mutual caring, caring for them physically and emotionally, but they're challenging your growth as a spiritual, emotional being all the time. It was hard to look after myself in this process too. I think therapy obviously had a role to help me with that. If only I'd asked my siblings for help sooner. I remember one day just picking up the phone and telling my sister, it's very hard, when you come, give us a bit of a break. Until then, I think I felt a lot of resentment that my brother and sister would have holidays and live their lives and all my free time was with my mum and dad. That resentment kept building up in me and I have very supportive siblings, but I never thought of asking them. That healing was important. The core thing which I learned is that our main aim was not to keep him clean, holding on to the memory, but to keep him safe. And that might come in many ways for different people and that's how well you know who you're asking to take care of. In dad's case, it was music. He was listening to his own stories It was integral, keeping him safe. Putting pictures around his room that reminded him of his family, it was smiling at him. I believe, in a way, all our best qualities were highlighted, but also brought out the worst of us sometimes. But I value every minute. I miss you, Dad, and I love you even more. It's important to reach out to your family or loved ones for support while being a caregiver if not only for the person being taken care of, but even for your own relief. Having some downtime to yourself can help you take care of yourself and in turn, better care of your family member. Providing the person with a sense of security and safety is important for them to be comfortable. Understanding that the person can't help but behave and act how they are and be compassionate and understanding of them. They might not be the same person they used to be, but they are vulnerable and in need of support. Anger only makes the journey longer. Taking up the role of a caregiver is very emotionally burdensome, but comes with great opportunities to grow and develop yourself. Looking at your feelings and reactions and becoming more self-aware and in tune with your own emotions is extremely valuable. What part of this story connected the most with you? Do you have a story to share? Do let us know. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast, Soch. दुनिया को सुनाओ